What's up, everybody? I want to thank you for listening to the Light Brothers podcast. You can catch all of our episodes on Launchpad DM, iTunes podcasts, and Spotify. Just search the Light Brothers, L-I-G-H-T. And in three, two, one, we're back. It's a Saturday. Light Brothers Podcast, Launchpad DM, iTunes, Spotify. Catch all the episodes, fellas, ladies. Um, so I mean, look, at the top last night, well, actually yesterday afternoon, we'll start here. <sighs> so the NFL has a little minority incentive thing for the draft if you hire minority coaches and just to give you the gist of it, the notes I pretty much had to look at them, you know, just right off the rip. It's almost to me, it's almost kind of a, uh, I don't want to say it like this, but uh, it basically it improves a team's draft picks for hiring minorities. And to me at first I was thinking, okay, it's a slap in the face, but I don't want to be token hire. I don't want to be a token hire if I'm one of these GMs or coaches. And I definitely want to be hired because I'm qualified. I shouldn't have to be hired just because of my ethnicity. All right. So, Joe, I'm going to let you kick this one off because, I mean, I have I have the notes on the NFL, quote, resolutions uh, to increase hiring of minorities as head coaches and GMs. It, it's not it's not a good look, in my opinion. And I wonder who were the ones who decided to try to even propose this. Well, when I saw it, I thought it was a misprint. <laughs> I, I'm it's like, a little unbelievable. It's like, are, are you really trying to do this just to to me? It's like you're doing this to shut everybody up. Let, let us offer you this just to keep everybody from crying as far as minorities not being hired or whatever, whatever. Right. And again, to me, it slick sounds like, okay, let me, uh, that's a bribery thing. It's like, okay, so if you want to hire a minority, this is what you get. This is what we'll give This you. is what we'll give you. Right. So it's just like, and I just read that Goodell is in favor of this. I'm like, dude, I, 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 I can the union even step in and be like, nah, we, we ain't on board with that. This, 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 dude, I've never seen such. It's like, and you know you're wrong. You know it's an issue for you to come up with this. Yeah. You know it's an issue. And you know people can say race. Race could be an issue. Race may, may not. It just could be like there's nobody qualified for that position. That's always mm. a shot. But if it's right. every year we have to fight for a minority to get hired in some major capacity in the NFL, mm -hmm. it's a travesty. Dude. It's not as much of a problem in MLB or in uh, basketball. No, I mean, because I can think of, what's the dude's name? He played for the White Sox. Uh, he was a GM for the White Sox. First name was Kevin. He was there when they won their championship back in the day. Oh, you're talking about Kenny. Kenny. Um, I can't remember his man. last name. But like, for instance, like he, he was in there for a minute. Yeah. So it's like, you would think baseball, and baseball doesn't even have that many minorities as far as black. Of course, you have, you know, but a Puerto Rican brothers, Latin brothers, and things like that in the major league, Mexican brothers, Spanish, and all that. But mm -hmm. as far as African-Americans, you really don't have that much of a pool when it comes to baseball, but yet baseball 
they don't have this problem to where they have an issue with minorities being either what uh, uh, an owner or you're GM, talking about Kenny Williams, Kenny Williams, Kenny Williams. You don't have that problem in baseball. Mm-hmm. You sure don't have that problem in basketball because Silver not gonna let that happen. But for Football to be a billion dollar corporation, which it is. Right. And what we said last time, Goodell be making what over 18 years, $500 million. Mm-hmm. For you to be making that much money, you have to come up with this incentive to get teams to hire a minority. I can tell you right now, Jerry ain't finna hire nobody else. He got Will McClay and that's it. Yeah. He's and he only he's like a scouter. So he doesn't really have that much of a pool pool as far as when it comes to being in the head office so and even how many owners do we have in the league none we have actually no 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 minority no no minority owners well actually no no check that back jacksonville jacksonville uh and then and then also the buffalo bills they actually have they're a um co-owners and i have to look her name up but yeah we have two minority owners but and as far as gms out of 32 teams Two GMs, all right, and three head coaches. Out of the 20, the last 20 that were hired in the NFL, three head coaches. Let's let's just go ahead and read it real quick to just what the resolution. Because I I actually paused my TV. I was was cleaning up, and when I heard it, I'm like, you got to be out your rabbit mind. Then Mm -hmm. I sat there and saw what they actually had proposed. I paused the TV so that I could take a picture. Uh So this is the NFL resolution to increase the guy. We said the hiring of minorities as head, whatever. Um, After hiring a minority coach, a coach, Mm bruh, a team would move up six spots in the third round of the NFL draft, preceding coaches second season. So the Mm -hmm. only way for you to get that is that the coach got to be there for two years. Yeah. Team would move up 10 spots in third round for hiring a person of color as general manager. Three, if head coach and general manager positions are filled with a minority candidate in the same year, team could move up 16 spots. Mm. Additional draft incentives available for not firing coach or GM within first two seasons. Dude, do you not know what this sounds like? Because what coach was that? Was it at Denver? Got the job one year and got fired the same year? Right. Vance Joseph. So I guess you're trying to cover your bases so this doesn't happen again and you ain't got to worry about it the sounds, Rainbow Coalition. I shop to come and knock it on your door. <laughs> it almost sounds like the Rooney Rule in which that it rule is. is kind of, I mean, I, I and, like it, but and, at the same time, you, it can be manipulated like everything else. Just, and with the Rooney Rule, it just, you have, you to, have to interview, interview one, one. At least one. So you didn't, you didn't have to hire him at all. I'm going to interview y'all. That would keep the league off my tail. And we've heard. I hated the Rooney Rule. They, they, they brought somebody, let's just say it's the running back coach in and say, we're going to hire you. I mean, we're going, we're going to interview you. And then that's it. Then they're going to hire somebody else anyway. So it's, it's, it's a token yeah. type hire. Jerry did that with Marvin Lewis. Yeah. Knew he yeah. wasn't going to hire Marvin Lewis, yeah. but you know, that was a big name. Again, that's what he do, get the people looking at the Cowboys. Knew you weren't going to hire Marvin Lewis. Right, right, Because right. that was the Rooney rule. I had to follow the rule. Let me go ahead and call Marvin Lewis in. Yeah. I don't like the Rooney rule. I mean, it, it, when they first started, okay, they, like, it's going to give us a shot, but they manipulated it. Mm, they flipped yeah. it. To where it's gonna yeah. work in their favor, be like, okay, like you said, we're gonna just get that one. It can be a coach up here, McGavick. <laughs> it don't even matter. We're gonna pay for his room, his hotel, we're gonna pay for his flight out here. You bring we're him in. We're gonna interview him, we're gonna bring him in. Bam, we did our job. 
We did our job. That's not the and way so to do I, it. I really don't see how this is going to work. Like, I haven't seen anybody. Let me see. Who did I see? Of course, you know, Will Bond, he hated it. Right. Louis Riddick hated it. He under he 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 saw he saw some you know what they're trying to do, but it it doesn't. It's like what Will Bond and I think Lou pretty much said the same thing. What year is it, Joe? Two thousand twenty. And we still have to do that. That's that's the whole. And I don't think and I think these people who are on that board who are oh, I'm gonna say it, the good old boys. They I thank they, you for they, saying they, that. They fail to understand that this don't look good. No. This does not look good. You're, again, you're trying to incentivize hiring somebody of color. Yeah. I mean, and, and just to be at? honest, I mean, let, let, let's be clear. It's not just black, okay? It's not just People black. Of color. It is man or woman that is of any other ethnicity than being a Caucasian, okay? It doesn't matter. I mean, we have Shad Khan for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who is the minority owner. And then, of course, Kim Pagula, who's a co-owner in Buffalo with, yeah. the, with the Bills. So, I mean, and then but, even with that, you don't have that many women, but two. No. Here? And then you the have- Titans and- Yeah, and, and then exactly. Buffalo. And, then, and then the same thing. Uh, I mean, you look at coaching staffs. Um, women are just now coming to be a part of coaching yeah. staff. Yeah, so the, the NFL is fast and is way ahead of they are uh, as they are on everything else in sports. <laughs> they fall really behind a lot of other <laughs> sports, major sports. Yeah. Then you know it, it's, I, it's I, almost ridiculous. They fall behind on this subject for I don't know what the reason is. One hundred years, over one hundred years, this league has been in place, and it's still a good old boys network. And, and what I meant by saying, with going back to Lou Riddick, saying that he understands part of it, the part that I, that he clearly understands is that you cannot force mm -mm. any of these force owners to hire anybody. That's the reason why you need more minority ownership. Mm -hmm. That, in my opinion, I believe in most of our opinions, would. Fix the problem. It was at one time that um, old Sean Combs, him and yeah, a, a lot of a lot of them. It was him. He had got some more people um, of African American descent with money. They were gonna come. I think they were gonna try to come in. It was yeah. the Jack. Was it? Yeah, it was the Jaguar. Uh huh. They were gonna all these shot that down with the quickness. That was fast. That was now, you <laughs> that mean escalated quickly? Quickly, and you mean tell me Sean Combs. This dude know what he's doing they when it comes to money. business. He has the money. Mm -hmm. He has the collateral. He can get a bunch of people who got that same amount of money to get a team together. But yet and still, y'all do it. And then even with that, I, I think going back to that Jay-Z position that they gave him, again, to me, that felt like, okay, we're going to shut out. We're going to put the, the fire out mm -hmm. with Cap and all this type of stuff. So, okay, we're going to go ahead and get Jay-Z since he's known in the black community. You know, he mm -hmm. he got he, he has a voice that we listen to, sort of say. His pockets are heavy. He's married to Beyonce. Mm -hmm. So, what could go wrong if we bring Jay-Z on board with this? Right. And it, it slick backfired. Yeah. Because a lot of them wasn't really feeling what the position was and how they gave it to him. And it's the same thing here. When they vote this, I guarantee you the owners, they're going to find a way to flip it up to they gonna find a way. Like I say, you can't hire anybody who's not qualified for the job. I, right. I mean, if they're not qualified, they're just not qualified. Right. But again, it goes back to being that token and somewhat affirmative action if you want to look at it. Huh. So it, it's I, I hate it. And again, it's like you're doing the, you're trying to catch up with the NBA. The NBA is 
far above the NFL when it comes to hiring diversity. Right. You know, like you seeing, like when we grew up, man, you didn't see any women coaches on the bench or anything right. like that. We hardly even saw women referees. Right. So you saw how the league has progressed like every year or maybe a decade they were NFL, like you said. Mm-hmm. Man, they so far behind. And with this, I think it's going to come. I can't wait to Monday. Uh, but I, I cannot wait to Monday to hear all these other radio. It broke hosts. on Friday. Yeah, it broke on Friday. So you, you think about it. They, they as a matter of fact, it broke on Friday after all the major radio stations, radio personalities be on the air. So mm-hmm. they got Friday afternoon, Friday evening, that Friday night, they got all day Saturday, all day Sunday to get what they got to get out on Monday. So I I, I, hate, I hate this. I, I hate this resolution. I, I hate how you're trying to bribe the owners just to to hire minorities. And I, I, who's to say some are qualified? We, we we would never know because we're not in the interview process. Right. So, you know, it could be some, you know, someone out there of color that's qualified. And maybe you just be like, nah, I'm good. How many coaches are in the league of, of, uh, of color? Uh, Can we do it on one hand? Like for right now, yeah. It's, it's only three head coaches. Den- no. Yeah, yeah. San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, San Diego, Washington, and then Mike T in uh with the four? um huh? Four? Four. Out of 32 teams. Yeah. So that's a lot, dude. You don't want to get used to this. You really don't. Uh it's one of those things where you would have thought that some things would have changed by now, but it's it's not doesn't look like it's going to change at all, to be honest, um, because you know, it, it's it's one of those deals where they're kind of stuck in a mindset. So you you all obviously have to get past some things, and I, it's like it's not like they they're not um, aware. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Anthony Lynn got hired with the with the LA Chargers. He's a former player. Uh, Brian Flores in Miami. You know, you have a guy like that who came from the Patriots and he ended up doing some some great things with a team that was supposed to be really bad. Uh I'm hoping that he does well. Um and of course you have Mike Tomlin in San in San uh excuse me, in Pittsburgh that has won a Super Bowl and he got his team to another one. They've been a perennial winner, you know, since then for the most part, even though we missed the playoffs last year. And then there's Ron Rivera. Uh, he's the coach in Washington. So it's not that many coaches. Other than that, you know, you have what? Mike Vrabel, Bruce Arians, Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan, Doug Peterson, Adam Gase, Joe Judge, who <clears throat> one of those many coaches that got hired uh, last year that they should have been a lot they should have spread things out a little bit more than you hire a guy who I mean some people thought that you probably could have hired somebody else that had a little more experience or whatnot yeah uh, Sean Payton Mike Zimmer been around for a long time Sean McVay he's on a short list of actually being pretty good uh John Gruden got back into coaching after taking that hiatus Andy Reid just won the Super Bowl. Doug Marone, <laughs> the Sands is upside down on him. Frank Reich in Indianapolis. Bill O'Brien. Matt LaFleur was another one of those ones that probably should not have been hired so fast, but he did. Yes, they went 13-3. and The Green Bay Packers did. Some people thought they were more of a 9-10 or 10-win team, but it was the process, all right? 
we'll see what happens, you know, going forward. But like you said, I can't wait till Monday. All right, we're back. We were just discussing some stuff off off the mic, but um, oh my God, that was news to my ears. All right, so we're going to go right to it. The drive-through. We're going to start with the NFL, and we have to start right where we just left off. Jerry Jones, Joe, go. All right, <laughs> I can't people. believe this. Everybody know this I, is amazing. I, I am a diehard Cowboy fan. I'm not, a, not ashamed to say it. Forget what y'all think. Oh some of y'all team suck. Some of y'all bandwagoners. Uh-huh. Even known at that, but um, the NFL schedule came out. What? Uh, how long ago was that when the schedule came out? Oh, what? Two weeks ago? About two weeks ago. And, um, of course, you know us fans. You know you look through all the schedules, see who your team playing, whatever, whatever, whatever. So um, of course, I checked out my Cowboys, and schedule is cool. I'm cool with it. You know, season start. <laughs> I, I think I say ten and six. You know. But the very first game, the Cowboys open up in what's SoFi? SoFi, SoFi Stadium. SoFi Stadium in LA. Rams Notice and I Chargers. said the Cowboys open up that stadium. The preseason we get the Chargers. Regular season we open up with the Rams. This is according to Clarence Hill Jr., who's down there in Dallas, who works for the uh, Star oh Telegram. God. He said that Jerry Jones helped get that stadium in LA. Right. And he runs the concessions and marketing. So basically, Jerry got two homes. He got a home in Dallas and he got a home in LA. And it's not just one team that's playing in LA, it's two teams. And he owns the concessions. Exactly. Both. Both. He runs the concessions. But that stadium, period. For that stadium period, Jerry Jones runs the concessions and marketing. Like I told, I think I told Ron a couple of months ago, I read that Jerry Jones also bought a seat company that puts seats in stadiums. Guess which seats are going to be in the Raider Stadium in Las Vegas? Now, I can't stand Jerry Jones as the GM. I hate him as an owner. But the man... Is, is a, a business, business genius. Genius. The wow. man has a Walmart across the street from Tech from AT&T. He's not stupid. He is not he's very stupid. He that's the reason why he's in the Hall of Fame because of business. Yeah, clearly. Man, I mean, I mean, the the team had some success while he, you know, owned them. Jimmy Johnson. But um Exactly. But when it comes to that dude, so with whatever, it ain't even got it. It could be a uh, college game. Concession? Jerry. So he, and th- that's what I'm saying. You have saying. to think further than you have to. And it's a brand new stadium. It's a brand and the state. And it's going to host oh, a lot of different events. Let's say this stadium, this stadium is going to make Jerry where it look terrible. I know one thing. They said I know this he may not make... be with us that much longer. I have no idea how long he's going to be around. But I know this. His kids are going, they're set for they're life. Set for life. Set, they don't have to that's, grandkids. That's, that's why Steven, Steven that's generational Steven, money. Steven ain't messing up too much. No, he's not. He ain't stupid. Yes, sir. But he, he he had to pull rank sometimes. He had, he had to, to pull, gag but him and he put know, him in the closet. He knows something. Draft, he, he got let it go sometimes. This year. He, he can pull it. Yeah, no, this year. I think he got gagged going. and put in the closet. He was not <laughs> going, dude. Jerry was on that 250, 250 that, million dollar yacht. Dude, the fact the fact that he came up with that 
says a lot about the dude's mind, dude. That's and again, you, you're opening up the stadium. So imagine the marking that's gonna go into that. And, and guess where he, guess where his camp is? Where? California. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That, the camp that's, that's, is that's in California. I had no idea. You you told me earlier. When I did I, not know that he was born in Inglewood, California. And when I went to California, when I tell you, Mike, it's cowboy fans out there heavy. Mm. It's cow north, like yeah, northern nor, California. North cow, north cowboy fans out there heavy. Wow. So, dude, I mean, they're already everywhere, but but man, just to see that, like from, coming from here, then going to California and seeing them cowboy fans like that. Man, never would have thought. He's showing up for training camp. Hey, Jerry is smart, man. Very smart. All right, so here's another story that I ran into. Um, being a Steeler fan, I have to start with this. <sighs> All right, there was a game October, this 10 years ago, October 17, 2010. Cleveland was at Pittsburgh. We won the game 20 to 10, but that's not the point. So anybody that remembers, that was part of the time when Harrison was cleaning people's clocks. We hadn't yet gotten to the concussion protocol stuff or even um, the, the importance on uh, head injuries, right? Well, Muhammad Massaqua got his clock clean. The only target that he had for that game, he didn't catch a pass, was when Harrison cleaned him up. He suffered a concussion on the play. YouTube it, look it up. But Harrison goes on a radio show and basically says that Mike Tomlin handed him an envelope after the game. And I say, quote, this is according to ESPN.com's Brooke Pryor. The gist thing Mike Tomlin ever did, he handed me an envelope after that hit on Massaqua. End quote. Harrison told Barstool's Going Deep podcast on May 6th. Barstool, they get a lot of good stuff out there. They get a lot of good people. I, I like their stuff. I'm not going to say what, but he handed me an envelope after that. So that got me to thinking, was Mike T actually, was it a, and other people have done the same thing. So the question is, was it a, another bounty? What, what, was he paying bounties? No, I, I'm sorry, I just don't think so. But my thought, my first thought was that he was giving him money back because James was getting hit with a lot of uh, fines then. And as a matter of fact, I think the the fine at first was $75,000 and it was later reduced to 50,000. It was a head-to-head -head hit that was not flagged in that game. So, but it was like, no, teams, they basically had incentives and I think they still have incentives now. They have rewards, all right, look, they put a pot together. It's just a little extra something to say, okay, um, not, I'm not taking out somebody's knees, but if I get so many catches, if I get so many yards, if I if I have so many hits or tackles, and then you know someone's gonna win the pot, whether it's the coaches or amongst the players. And that's exactly what happened. So the question that you have to ask is why would they have a bounty on Muhammad Massaqua? If anybody knows this receiver uh, that used to play in the league, he was only in the league five years, okay? Four with the Browns. One, I believe it was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He signed with them in 2013. He was cut in 2013, okay? He was pretty good when he was at the University of Georgia. Uh, total 54 games, 113 catches in 1,700 yards, seven touchdowns for his career. He was not a factor in that game. He was not a factor in any game. There was no bounty 
on Muhammad Massacre. Thoughts? When I first saw it, I'm like, I'm like, oh no, not a bounty gate. I hope I was not praying for, not. Not for Omar Epps' brother. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, no. And I, I felt like, and I, I said, is is this James still being bitter, holding a grudge, or anything like that? But you know, he came out and said, nah. He he, he came out and said, no. It, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It was yeah, not yeah. that. But um, and I, which I'm glad that he did. Because mm-hmm. I, I I felt like that 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 was because you know Sean Payton came out and said something right, and right. so I felt like okay Sean now here you are trying trying to stir up an old pot yeah trying to stir some up because yeah what y'all did y'all did that, that, that ain't no yeah, that's what it was Greg that's Williams, what they were Greg doing that. now you might not have been involved with it Sean maybe right which I kind of find it hard to believe Sean Payton done about that he might have known something he knew but something Greg but Greg, Greg like put totally that all on you but. When I read it, I'm like, James, let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Then I read on the bottom line. It's like, okay, he said that was not the case. Yeah. Which I'm cool, but I just kind of hate. He knew what he was doing. I think he was stupid for even saying it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But you were stupid for saying it, but you knew if you said that, that was going to go straight straight to it. Everybody right. come at looking at, oh, did Mike do this? You knew exactly what you were very dumb for saying. And you it went was. to you went to Barstool. I follow them fools on Twitter. Them, yes, they are. Them are some, some nuts. nuts. <laughs> them, <laughs> you, you, and you know the owner, side note, you know the owner, you know they did a an auction. Oh, I heard, you heard about, about this. It. They didn't. I follow him on Twitter. You know, you ever follow he, him on Twitter? He, he, no, I, I no. Hey, follow dude because he, he eats pizza. He goes around the country eating pizza. Okay. One bite, everybody knows the rule. So yeah, he yeah, rates yeah, yeah, pizza yeah, yeah. one through six, whatever. He's had some trash pizza. Side note, <laughs> let me tell you what pizza that he did like since he's been quarantined. People would send him pizzas in. Uh-huh. This is my fat boy corner. So, um, you know, I actually I told you about that Paul Newman pizza. Uh huh. Hey, that Paul Newman pizza. Really? Good pizza, bro. And see, all I get is Paul Newman salad dressing. Pizza ain't bad. It, it, it's on point. Pizza I'm ain't bad. Goes to charity, by the way. But he, um, you know, he put that bid in. Really? To um, the I think the oh, oh, was oh, 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 go to Goodell's house and sit in his man cave and watch it. And you know, he won it. Yes, he won it. And he did all yeah. them T-shirts with the clown face on With the clown nose on, on Goodell. Goodell has no idea what he's in for. I, I just need to. I, I want to see. I would like to see when he first answers the door. I, I yeah. want to see everything. Yeah, I want to see it all. I want to see it all. But now I'm I'm honestly real glad that James clarified that situation because I feel like had he just left it alone, yeah. I mean, folk would have been on Mike. I'm talking about they probably would have called for the NFL to do some investigation yeah. and all yeah. this type of stuff. So I'm glad this he was put ten out years this. ago. Ten but... years ago, but you know, they 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 good for going back. And I'm like, right. I, I like how they put on the bottom line. They put not in all caps. Just to mm. clarify, that was not the issue. So, I mean, he was done for saying it. Yeah. I don't even know why you brought it up now. Like, that's what I said. It made me look like you were thinking you were still bitter or holding on. He, he in the moment, you know, he he, he was. Uh, but what uh, was the discussion about to the, bring it up? I, I don't that's know. That's the thing. But I, I'm sure there was something that was relevant. But anyway, uh, last story for the NFL: DeAndre Baker, dumb. Quentin Dunbar. Dumb, dumb. Oh. All right, so basically, if you don't know the story, it's changed a little since then. Uh, they were at a party in Miramar, Florida, which where, I mean, both of these players, Baker um, is the Giants' first-round pe- draft pick from last year, and he was trash uh, for the most part of the season to prove. That's not even the point. Quinn Dunbar was with the Seattle Seahawks. He says he's been traded to the Washington Redskins. 
Huh. They were at a party and basically they've been charged with four counts of armed armed robbery with a firearm and aggravated assault. Did you? <laughs> I'm, I'm making this story simple. Two days earlier, it's to be noted, they lost seventy thousand uh, dollars in in uh, I guess they were gambling or whatever um, at a different party, and this was in Miami. And when they went to this second one, all right, they basically had three different cars that were, according to police, pre. It was obviously it was pre-planned. They had their cars positioned to get away. Mm. A Mercedes-Benz, a Lamborghini, and a BMW. Uh, they knew what they were doing when they went into place. Basically, they go up in the house. Um, they were playing video games or whatnot. And then one of the guys turned over a table, uh, kind of mob style, pulls out their guns. They took $800 uh, out of someone, an $18,000 uh, Rolex, uh, some other jewelry that totaled up around $31,000 and they also took another $600 watch from another person and $600 in cash. Give me all your money. So basically, DeAndre Baker is the one who's in the most trouble mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> facing a 10 year to life law in with armed robbery with a firearm. So uh, it, it's, it's almost safe to say if this stuff happens, well now Baker did turn himself in this morning according to Adam Schefter I saw the tweet earlier this morning and uh, but now that their attorneys for both are basically saying that there are affidavits that clear them both but here's the thing the witnesses from what I read in the story is that some of them are flipping what they what yeah they said, so they yeah said the original because I read it it's like they was in the party and they saw the dudes that run it right who the things on them said hey you know what it is exactly give it up in front of everybody everybody so it's just like you everybody it's just like you thought you was Michael Corleone you went to the bathroom got the gun come out shot the dude in the head and walked out yeah it's like you didn't care the fact that there were witnesses right in there that can see that you're actually doing a strong arm robbery right in front of people and and I. Just dumb. It, it, it irritates me, man, when you when you have you you. Man, our uncle said something a long time ago, man. We was watching some football, and um, he was saying how it's like you getting paid to do something that you love when right. it comes to sports. Right. You know what I'm saying? You love playing this. Of course, we know it's work, dedication, and all this, but you're getting paid for something that you love to do. Right. You in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we know what it means for not for long, but you in the NFL. <laughs> And you, 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 you on you still on that mentality, to where you feel like that. Number one, you got a strap. If you feel like you got a gun in the NFL, you in the wrong spots. You in the wrong yeah. spots. If you feel like you got to carry a gun, if hey, Second Amendment, I'm cool with you. Right, oh, right yeah. to bear arms and all that type. I'm not knocking it, but if you feel like you got to carry a gun just to rob somebody, man, you now here you are. You ain't that twenty still, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Baker's twenty-two. He's he just finished his finished his first year. You're done. The other one, you're done. Is four years in now. You're done. Quentin Dunbar, supposedly he has a little bit more of a case that okay he didn't do anything. That's, okay, so they said he didn't. They said he was but there, Baker's but the he one. didn't do anything. But they saying Baker because they I read it. He's Baker the one was that's the in the most. Yeah, that pulled it out. Yeah. told Dunbar to do the same thing. And as that's a matter what, of fact, I heard. There's a cat that walked into the party 
and he said shoot him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baker yeah. said to shoot, shoot him. That guy, he just got there. I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just, Man, just dumb. You, if 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 Dunbar has like a case of where he gonna get up, he's gonna six nine. Right. He's now, gonna snitch. The, the his his attorney. He's gonna tell. The, according to his attorney, he says that they they know each other, but they're not tight. There's a four year difference on top of that too. They're associates. They're so they're more associates, but and I mean, <laughs> go figure. Uh, let me get you quick thoughts on this one. MLB Blake Snell said he's not playing for a reduced salary. All right. Uh, if anybody knows anything about what's going on with the Major League Baseball, of course, due to the virus, they're having to cut the season in half. And basically, what we have here with the 2020 season proposal is an 82 game season. 14-team playoff, a universal designated hitter, 30-man roster, taxi squad, taxi squad having upwards of 50 players available. Why? Because if someone catches it, you can replace them, right? But here's the problem that most of the players seem to be having a problem with, a 50-50 revenue split with the players. They want all of their money, although I think that there is... Um, they, they're wanting to get their money prorated. They want all of their money, just prorated but they're only going to be playing half of a season. Now, at first, Snell was one that was saying that we'll outplay because he wants to get paid. Now he's backed off of that. Basically, during a video game, they got him online, on live uh, live video saying, basically, he doesn't want... Uh, well, I'll just read the quote. Y'all got to understand, man, for me to go, for me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof. Uh, he was answering questions through, through, uh, on his Twitch channel, okay? It's a shorter season, let's pay. He said, no, I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine, okay? And that's just the way it is for me. Like, I'm sorry you guys think differently, but the risk is way the bleep higher and the high amount of money I'm making is way lower. Why would I think about doing that? Now, he's in the midst of a five-year, $50 million deal. I think he was supposed to make 10 this season seven uh, I looked up the numbers so you're going to cut his money in half and then he's going to get taxed so he's pretty much going to only get about 25% of his money which probably averages out to be about I don't know just over a million or to around two million dollars do you blame him because there's a lot of I'll tell you my thoughts but do you blame him I can't say that I I get it. Is everybody's different? Everybody, it, it, I get it. I mean, valid point. That's all I can say. You, yeah. you, you have a valid point, but at the same time, I mean, you got I don't know. My thoughts is, I, I mean, if I, you want to get paid, then you're probably going to have to play. I'm thinking because NASCAR is happening today, right? I think so. And they're taking like a lot of. It's different. I think it's a little bit different. Like the, the actual drivers for NASCAR, they're not having any contact with the pit crew. They're working in different shifts um, and because they have so many people that are involved with the car and everything else. The race teams, they're, they're all separated. They're getting tested, like I think twice a day. Um, I'm thinking that Major League Sports, Major League Baseball, NFL, um, any of these sports that decide to come back and go, my thoughts from just hearing everything this week is that they're going to get the creme de la creme of testing. They already do. 
because before they had tests for any of us, once the NFL, I mean, the uh, NBA decided, okay, you know, we're canceling the season, these guys were getting, um, they have access to quick turnarounds. So if they're doing this for the Major League Baseball players, if they're going to test them, whether they're quarantined in a spot or a couple places or not, my thought process is, is that you'll have probably the best care. Matter of fact, I think it was Jimmy Johnson that said yesterday, please correct me if I'm wrong, but he said pretty much that I feel like I'm safer going out, you know, for this NASCAR thing than I even am going to the grocery store because at least they're taking all of the precautions necessary to keep everybody safe and they're testing you on top of that as opposed to just walking up in the store willy nilly. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut the drive through a little bit short. We ran a little bit long on that. I think that it's break time. We'll come back with a little bit more for your ears. All right, we're back. Final segment, Light Brothers Podcast. Joe for the culture. And then we're going to do a, uh, a FedEx story. And I'm sure that there's some some of my listeners out there that will appreciate this since it's gone around the station. But, Joe, what you got? Giannis. Hey, two things. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ah, you <laughs> said it right. How about that? English pays off. <laughs> Straight A's in the English Hey, I don't know. It was a couple of weeks ago he got hacked. Uh-huh. And it was, man, because I saw it trending. What what made me look at it was Jamil Hill put out and said, somebody need to tell Giannis he got hacked. So I went on there trying to find it and find it. Oh my and I found him like, oh, my boy got hacked for real. And they, they- Totally out of character. Man, completely out of character for what he said. And they found out who it was. I don't know where he came from, but he <laughs> hacked Giannis. And this is what he, these are a couple of tweets that he said. He said, F King James, he tried to hire a hitman on me. What? Yeah. That's one of them. Oh, no, 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 no. man. No, the first one that did it was he said that I have corona. I have COVID-19. He said, I hate Asian people. I hate, he hate a bunch of racial sh- uh, slurs towards the Asian community. And oh it, that's what that's what God. triggered everybody from doing it. Kobe That's LeBron one. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Then he said, Steph, then he, t- not only that, but he tagged these people. So the hacker tagged LeBron saying that. He tagged LeBron, he st- tagged Steph Curry saying, I'm going to say it right. I'm going to say it in what, politically correct. I made love to your wife, but he did not use that terminology. Yeah. Oh, and he I see tagged it. Steph Curry. Then he said, NBA, at NBA, N word. He said, at the Bucks, it's a racist team, and they call me a, a, an inward slave if I don't score 60 points a game. He said, I'm going to the Warriors. What really made everybody mad when he said, F Kobe. This is what the Ooh. hacker said on Giannis's account. Then he said, rest in piss, Kobe Bryant. Oh, oh, the hacker went in. Then the hacker said, F Chris Middleton. I want to play with someone who actually can shoot. Yeah. This is what the hacker oh said. God. So Giannis had to go find it, get on this account, and get it corrected. So as wow. soon as it happened, the Bucks went on it. The Bucks wow, went on it. And that's man. how. And I don't know if the Bucks found it, but somebody on Twitter found the dude. Went on Twitter and found the dude. Uh-huh. 
And that's how it got out. Wow. Yeah, dude. And with people trying to figure out, and people were saying, and what made me mad was some people actually believed that Yana said it. This is, this. Some people, they were like, you actually believe that this dude would say this. You, you know good and well that's out of his character. That, now, I'll always say this. We don't know we don't, any of these we, players. We don't know, we don't know these people. people. But some people, it's like, no, nah, that, that's that that's totally out of character. That's not that's not him. He's one of the few players I can say that he is a genuine good dude. Good dude. I'm sure everybody has their ways, but that's a genuine good dude. There's no way he would have said that stuff. Mm-mm. Wow. So I'm like, oh, that, that was heavy. My second thing for the culture is oh, now. Oh, boy. You are, you know, I'm. I, I, I love boxing. Yeah, uh, I'm a boxing <laughs> fan, man. I'm, I, I, if you see me, I got a Joe Frazier shirt. I got a Mike Tyson shirt. Right. I just got a Thomas Hitman shirt. Yeah, oh, I just got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, but my heavyweight, my favorite heavyweight of all time is Mike Tyson. Yeah, grew up on him. You know, watched him all the time. Whatever, whatever. Right. So he um has he got now. I'm gonna tell everybody. He has a podcast podcast is nice really it is nice dude he's he's talking to everybody dude it's it's a lot of people different it's like like boxing he's talking in different genres of people from actors to politicians to uh-huh. rappers to sports people but um tend to say this a couple of weeks ago he had um sugar ray Leonard on on his podcast mm-hmm. i advise everybody to listen to that podcast dude Cause I'm What's you, the name of it? Hot Boxing with Mike Todd. Hot Boxing. Yeah. It's, okay. Um, this podcast, when I listen to him, man, it, it kind of, I had to be like, Mark, be a man, be a man. Because <laughs> Mike was saying some stuff. But anyway, Mike was talking about, you know, boxing or whatever, how much he revered, he respected Sugar Ray and all that. Right. Sugar Ray, I, I watched a lot too. But this is what he said when it comes to fighting. He said, I know the art of fighting. I know the art of war. That's all I've ever studied. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so feared. That's why they feared me when I was in the ring. I was annihilated. That's all I was born for. Now those days are gone. It's empty. I'm nothing. This is what he said about boxing. He said, sometimes I feel like a little B word because I don't want that person to come out. Wow. He says, because if it comes out, hell is coming with him. And it's not funny at all. <laughs> it's not cool. <laughs> like I'm a tough guy. I'm. Ju- I, it's just that I hate that guy. I'm scared of him. Turn the clock back to last week. There's a clip of Mike Tyson training. You now, have granted, to see that. Mike is 53 years yes. old. I've sat there and watched ESPN. I called you when ESPN put uh-huh. a clip of all his fights from when he first won the title mm-hmm. on up. I recorded them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Mike Tyson back in the day. They didn't last long, but. I mean, you you wasted $50 because the fight was over with in exactly. the first round. You, you blinked, wasted it was $50. Over. But the clipping of him training and the, as he liked to say, the ferocity. <laughs> ferocity. <laughs> of his punches, dude. It was something to, and the speed this dude throwing these blows and these, so you, so I know dude hands were hurt. No, his hands were hurt. had to be. So I wouldn't have wanted to be the recipient no, of any of that. No, I don't much care. less being in the ring I don't with care him. If I got a hockey, the hockey equipment on. I don't want to feel that. <laughs> I, I don't care. But I have a football helmet he, on. He he he's he's doing the training, <laughs> and after the training, he did the Michael Jordan thing. I'm back at the end of the yeah, video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, of course, we not we know that he's not going to real boxing because nah, he, he ain't got the legs for that. No. Nah. But I think what he's going to do is going to do something for charity, and I think that would work. It was a rumor. 
I didn't. I I followed Mike. I didn't see. He didn't confirm it. But I don't know if you heard of Shannon Briggs. He was a heavyweight back in the day. Never won it. Never won a title. But he's always he had dreads. Okay. He was always in the hunt. Always getting knocked out. Big dude. (laughs) But he he never. What's the song? They said I wouldn't make it. Said I wouldn't be today. He never amounted to anything. Wow. In the heavyweight division. (laughs) But um, I think that's the rumor. That Shannon Briggs and Mike are gonna fight for uh-huh. charity for a million dollars. That makes sense. That makes I can sense. See that. I still wouldn't want to fight that dude for a million dollars. I still wouldn't. Uh-uh-uh. Well, be because what it ended up turning out to be is Rocky Four, <laughs> Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it down. Throw it down. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was my quick for the culture moment, man. Giannis getting hacked and. Mike Tyson at 53. Google it, man. Oh, my God. Google it. And he lost weight. Yeah. He looks good. He looks good. For he looks really good. Can I say this? Uh-huh. Now, you know a lot of people claiming he it's, it's his mental state. Uh-huh. Mike ain't crazy. No, he's not. If, if you listen to a hot box, Mike ain't crazy. Now, it's hard. Yeah. He, he he talks. You know, that's how he's always talked. Right. But Mike Tyson ain't crazy. Now, right. when he was back in the day on drugs, fooling, oh, fooling with Don King, who of set course. him up with Robin Givens and all that type of stuff. Don King sent him to jail. He didn't rape that girl. Don King sent him to jail um, to get his money. Look it up. But um, Him and that spirit. darn hair. Him and the hair. But <sighs> it's like now, Mike, Mike, Mike clear-minded. Right. Went to the podcast. And then, you know, he's smoking. He got his he has his own weed plantation. He got a ranch. He got right. a, a ranch. Yeah. So, Mike my, my yeah. ain't crazy, but it's watch the clip, people, just to see a 53-year-old throw punches. Holyfield can't do that. Oh, man. It, I'm, I'm, I'm done after this. Apart. I'm done after this, but there's a clip of him trying to come back. No. Kid you not. Kid you not. Holyfield trying to. That mm-hmm. dude would die in the ring. Oh. I'm sorry. He I, was halfway I, about to die. He kept on Towards boxing, the end. yeah, and he wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. He lost that house. I did. Lost, lost that house. That. Rick Ross is living mm-hmm. in now. Now Rick mm-hmm. Ross done found marble on the house that you once had. Oh God! All right, we're going to cap this thing with a um, with the FedEx stories. All right, so I got one. <laughs> Hopefully, it's recent. Well, I could tell you right now about how I was walking yesterday. through some grass <laughs> and. I mean, look, there's some some hazards out there when you're a courier, okay? I don't care who you work for. And yesterday I was walking through the grass and stepped on the end of, I don't, I still don't, I didn't see it, but stepped on the end of a water, a water meter, me and, and my leg and everything went into the water meter. Only thing stopped was my kneecap. So my knee is pretty swollen right now. Couldn't go to work this, uh, this morning. Um, had to come off work a little bit earlier yesterday. So... Uh, uh, Metro Water, you might be getting a call from me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's not the story. All right, so uh, there are hazards, dogs, people, and then there's other things. All right, so I'm. Uh, this is when I first started FedEx. Uh, I probably was about two, three years in. So some some couriers they do what's called overflow. That's when the regular full timer, maybe even some of the part timers, would drop some stops. And you go on to run them for them because they have too many. Well, I had a stop that was a COD at the end, and it's not due until 12, not 10:30, like all the rest of them. So I said that'll be my last stop. Not that far from the church, Joe. Matter of fact, you remember where that Lee's chicken used to be? Right there on the corner in that uh hotel, the L-shaped, excuse me, motel was right there. That's where I ended up. So I go in there, I walk in, 
And uh, there's a dude over in the corner asleep. Uh, then there's a desk and there's a lady standing at the desk. And then uh, somebody else, this other girl was sitting on the couch. And um, I was like, okay. Uh, they're watching television. I go in and then this other girl comes from my left. It's like, hey, because uh, I was like, I'm looking for so-and-so. So, oh, this is for me. This is my COD package. Oh, okay, no problem. Uh, she's like, basically, can you can you wait till I go get the check? I have to run across the street to the bank. No problem. So um, I decided to go wait in the truck. I'm in the truck for about five minutes or so, maybe 10 minutes. And then I see her coming back across the street. So I go back in with her. Uh, it, it's kind of like, you know, a business office, okay? And um, I'm sitting on on the arm of the couch waiting on her to fill out this, the uh, the COD, the, um, the, the cashier's check or whatever. Uh, the money order. She got a money order. And I'm sitting there and uh, talking to the girl that was sitting next to me um, and uh, just trying to figure out why these, there's another dude I noticed that was in another room with no shirt on. He's in there asleep. And then there's some other things that's going on in the back. I have no idea. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I need her to hurry up because this is a little bit weird. And uh, I, I almost wanted to go wait outside, but she's like, oh, I'm almost done. She figured filled it out. And then I got got the uh, the check. I walk on back out. And then when I when I go over, I walk across because there's a girl that I was sitting next to. I'm sitting on the arm of the couch, and she was actually sitting on the couch. You know, we was rapping, watching the television for a minute. I go get the check, turn around. I'm on my way back out. And what happens? You know, I turn around, get the check, and I look. And the girl that I was talking to the whole time, she had like a red fishnet shirt on. Areola's all out. Black pantyhose. I had no idea. I promise. I had no idea. <laughs> and I acted like I didn't see it. She's like, bye. I was like, oh, I'll see you later. I ran up out of there. And I sent a little message on the little computer. We used to have these computers in the truck at the time called Dad's Units. And Brenda Motley, I'm calling you out now. I said, Brenda, what kind of place did you send me to? She sends me a, uh, a message back and says, it's a house for men, if you know what I mean. This woman sent me to a brothel. She sent me to a brothel. I had a COD for a brothel. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Look, I've been in shake joints. I've taken paychecks. Ken's Gold Club. I mean, Ken's Gold Club was pretty cool. I took a pass in there with me one time. Uh, we, we went in to deliver some flowers, 1-800-Flowers. We didn't have to wait, but they made us wait. And so I said, okay, you walked in. Y'all girls up, uh, you know, this is middle of the day. This is noon, man. You know, they getting their brunch on. That's a good time to go for them. Hey, your butt dust all in the drinks. So I'm trying to be good while we're waiting on the girl to come out to get the flowers. So we turn to the we turn to the the mirror. I mean, turn to the bar. There's a mirror big as my house, so you won't miss a thing if your back is to the stage. So I mean, my boy, we came out of there. <laughs> he was sweating a storm. So are you all right, Pastor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's like, dude, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with you. Ain't nothing you ain't seen before. Anyway, that'll be it. That's going to be all for us today. Uh, cutting it a little bit short. My brother's got to roll on him out. No, you got to go. Peace <laughs> out. I got to go, definitely. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>